Listen to Pastor Franz for the unadulterated word of God. Rightly dividing the word of truth, unraveling mysteries, and preaching Jesus Christ as God Almighty. Today's message. Today I'm speaking on the oil on his name. Divine names have oil on them. Somebody hearing? Divine names have what? Oil on them. Song of Solomon chapter 1 verse 3. Because of the savour of thy good ointment. That ointment means oil. Thy name is as ointment poured forth. Therefore do the virgins love thee. So it is the oil that pours behind the name that makes righteous people enjoy God. The oil behind the name. Because it is the oil that is called anointing. Praise the Lord. That is the power of the name. The oil. Is somebody hearing? So names, there are names and there are names. The names that have oil on them, they are powerful names. Hello? And the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed. Why? Because of the oil. Because of what? The oil. The Lord was giving me an acronym some years ago for oil. And he said oil means opening impossible locks. Oil. That's the acronym. Opening impossible locks. When oil comes, whatever lock it is that will not open, oil loosens it and it opens. So when oil flows through your life, your life goes smooth and easy. When there is no oil in your life, it is called hardship. You see how you want to open that padlock and it's rusted and it's not opening and you are trying and then you poured oil and left it for some few minutes and you came back and then as if you spoke to it, it just opened. Because oil softens hard things. The oil on the name of Jesus is what brings the breakthrough. Praise the Lord. The oil. The oil. In James chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, he says, Is anyone sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, doing what? Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Because the name of the Lord comes along with oil. So as you are pouring the physical oil on him, the original oil, which is the name, is changing the story. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith. What is faith? Seeing in the realms of the spirit the oil that is flowing in the prayer because of the name. Your name is like oil poured forth. So when you say in the name of Jesus concerning the situation, 
see oil from heaven flowing into that heart situation and see it softening for you. The way you poured oil in that padlock and it losing, when you say, in the name of Jesus, oil flows into your affairs and everything that is difficult loosens up. I see that happening in somebody's life. Somebody say, in the name of Jesus, whatever is hard in my life, receive oil now and lose in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I see the oil flowing. It's flowing. Whatever made you to struggle, the oil has met with it. You look for it, you won't find it again. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Peter met with a difficult situation. The man was asking him for money. He didn't even have the money. Then he remembered there was a name that was left for him. In Acts chapter 3 verse 6, Peter said, silver and gold have I known. Such as I have, give I thee. And what is that? In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately the oil entered the heart stuff. His feet and ankle bones received strength. And then what happens? The story changed. The oil in the name of Jesus changed the story. Praise the Lord. That is why everywhere in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, when we pray in the name of Jesus, because that is where the oil is. When you pray in the name of Jehovah, you are doing something religious, but nothing comes. So we use Jehovah for song. Jehovah, you are the Messiah. And when it comes to prayer for something to change in the name of Jesus, because that is where the anointing flows. You know, Christ means the anointed one. You understand that? That means Jesus, the anointed one. Jesus has oil upon him. So when you mention Jesus, you're also saying oil, divine oil. Into the situation. Jesus the anointed one. Jesus with oil. So it's not every Jesus that is Jesus. Jesus is our savior. And it is the oil that brings the salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. Looking at how God packaged life for us. For those who understand. You realize that. Nobody does anything that is good without first drawing a plan. Plan is drawn and then you follow the plan. When you want to sew a cloth, you look for the design, you check the pattern before you start cutting the cloth. God is going to change our lives, deliver us, and you think he will not put a plan on ground or put a pattern on ground before doing it. No, it's wiser than that. The Old Testament is the pattern. And that is what Hebrews chapter 10 verse 1 says. The law having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the thing. 
can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comments thereon to perfect. So the Old Testament was good, but it was good to look at. It was a shadow. It does not change anything. It doesn't have the power for perfection. You, you are getting what I'm saying? But it was needed so that when the real one is coming, we will understand it because we saw the picture of how it's supposed to be. Praise the Lord. And so in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31, Behold, the days come, said the Lord, that I will make a new covenant. That is New Testament. Covenant means testament. So there's Old Testament, there's New Testament. Behold, the, day, the days come that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Keep going. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although I was an husband to them, said the Lord. Yes. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, said the Lord, I will put my law where? In their inward parts and write it in their hearts. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. The time God wants to be your God, he is interested in what will be in your heart and my heart. When God decided to change our stories, he took his time to arrange the pattern. And in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, we are told that he is coming. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. So the child that is going to be born shall be called the Mighty God. The child that is going to be born shall be called the Everlasting Father. Who dares takes the place of God Almighty, who is the everlasting Father. They said, somebody will be coming. And that is what he'll be called. Somebody will be coming who will be called the mighty God. Praise Lord. And God announced it before time. In the same Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, he said, therefore the Lord himself, who himself, shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. A son shall be given. And they shall call his name Emmanuel. Now, Old Testament announcement is what I just gave you now. And the Old Testament announcement is that someone is coming. He will be born among men. He will be called Emmanuel. By interpretation in the New Testament, it means God with us. So, when we mention Jesus, Jesus has certain names that we have to look at. Why are we not casting out devils in the name of Emmanuel? Because Emmanuel doesn't carry the oil of salvation. But it was prophesied, it was in the Old Testament. It was to make us know that that person who is going to come with oil of salvation is God who will be among men. So the first name is Emmanuel. For you to know the kind of person who you call Jesus. Praise the Lord. So Emmanuel is his prophetic name. Hallelujah. Emmanuel is what? His prophetic name. And what it simply means is God among us. 
Now, this Emmanuel that was going to come, he will be born among men. Now, the whole world filled with men. Where will he be born? There was an announcement that he will be born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem is part of the clan of the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. That means that is the gateway through which the owner of life will pass into this world. When I pass through the door into this auditorium, does it make the door more important than you? Hello? I pass this door to come and preach. And therefore, the door is more important than the people I preach to. Israel, physical Israel, was the door. Is the door that God is going to pass through into this world. Please don't get me wrong. Because many people can pick my words and say, oh, that man doesn't like Israel. <laughs> no, I am teaching scriptures. I love Israel. Because if there was no door, he wouldn't have come. Praise the Lord. But I will not make the door an idol. The door belonged to physical Jews, physical Israelites. So they were excited that it is through our door the own life has come. Praise the Lord. So when he was born, obviously it is an Hebrew name. That will be put on him because they are the, it is the door through which he passed. And that door belonged to physical Hebrews, physical Jews. And so it is the physical Jews that will give him a name. And that name was Yeshua Amashiach. The Amashiach means the Messiah. The meaning of Messiah is the anointed one, meaning the one with oil. Are you getting it now? Now, when you go to the book of Daniel, chapter 9, verse 24, we see who that man who should be anointed is. 70 weeks are determined upon thy people. And upon the holy city to finish the transgressions and to make an end of sin. This is the work Jesus came to do. Finish sin. Make an end of sin. That is why he came. To make reconciliation for iniquity. To make people who have been alienated from God because of iniquity have a relationship with God again. Reconciliation for iniquity. And to bring in everlasting righteousness. Sinlessness forever. That is what it means. So when I'm born again, my sins are wiped away. And God is now my father. The family that opened the door for him to enter, they, have him, they gave him a name which is connected to divine. Because an angel came with the name, and the name is what? Yeshua Amashiach. No dispute about that, because Hebrew people called him that name. 
But today we are calling him Jesus. So why should we put Yeshua and Mashiach aside and start calling him Jesus? Oh, Jesus was manufactured by the English people so that they will use it to trick the whole world. Hey! If you read Bible very well, somewhere in the book of Genesis chapter 11, I think from verse 6 or so, it said, and the Lord said, who said? Behold, the people is one, and they have all what? One language. And this they do, begin to do. That means, because they have one language, they are more united against me. So when they want to do evil, all of them, there's nobody who say, no, 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 let's not do. You get it? So it is difficult for God to handle such sinners. And why did he give them one language before? Because that is what it's supposed to be originally. The sin is now making us to use the one language against God. He said, no, I must weaken this thing. And so that is why God came down and scattered the language. That is why there is Jesus, there is Yeshua, there is Yesu, there is Jesu, and all the Sus. Because he's scattered. Hallelujah. So if that language didn't scatter, and the language was Hebrew, we will all call him Yeshua. If the language didn't scatter, and the language was Greek, we will all call him Jesus. If the language didn't scatter, and the language was three, we will all call him what? Yesu. If he didn't scatter, and the language was Yoruba, we will all call him what? Jesu. But the reason there's different, different, different names is because language scatter. Praise the Lord. Are you following it now? So if I say Jesus, and you say Yeshua, and Jesus is for the whole world, then mine should be accepted, yours should be accepted, because he came for the whole world. He didn't come for you alone. Am I making sense here? But if he came for you alone, then you say, no, 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 don't call him Jesus, call him Yeshua. And accept, because he's for you. Hello? But because Jesus came for the whole world, he said, I am the light of the world. It came for me also. So my language must have its name. Praise the Lord. Let's look at it again then. Emmanuel, his prophetic name. Yeshua Amashiach, his physical Jewish name. Jesus Christ, his universal spiritual Jewish name. How can you say Universal spiritual Jewish. Are you a Jew? I am a Jew. But let's let's continue. When you call a thing a different name from what I call, does not make my name wrong, does not make your name wrong. If that thing you are calling is the same thing I am calling. So if I bring cutlass here and say this is cutlass, and he said no, see kind, 
And I start arguing with you. No, no, no. It's not Sika in Scotland. And another person comes around. He said what? Clante. Hey, shut up. It's not Clante. It's Sika. Hey, shut up. It's... Another one can say, Ada. It's Ada. <laughs> and then, okay, you go and bring the Ada. You go and bring, and all of us brought the same thing. So you see, the name and his sound is not as important as the thing. Hello? So the oil is the meaning of the name. The oil is what produces the result, right? The oil is the substance. The oil is the job description of the name. Am I saying something? You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Because he shall save his people from their sins, that is why you will call him Jesus. So Jesus is Savior. So that is the power in the name, the meaning. And if oil is what produces the result, then the meaning is the oil. Did I say something? Now let's look at it this way again. When we balance these things with natural knowledge, sometimes we understand them better. For instance, I am called Fred. Right? But you find out that there are many people called Fred. Many people call Fred who are not my kind of Fred. There's somebody called Alfred. And Alfred short form is Fred. But the meaning of Alfred is wise and sage. Right? There's somebody called Manfred. And the short form of Manfred is Fred. But the meaning of Manfred is not the same meaning it has with Alfred. The meaning of Manfred is man of peace. And then there's somebody called Fred. But he's called Frederick, like my own. Now, his own meaning is not the same as Alfred. It's not the same as Manfred. But that one means peaceful ruler. Are you getting it now? All of them are Fred. So which of the Fred are you talking about? The one who has the anointing of peaceful ruler. Or the one who has the anointing of wise or the man who the one who have the anointing of man of peace. So people call Fred the different anointings. Oh, you didn't get it. So somebody say, Oh, you know, you know, when you go to the Latin America and some of this, they call they, they have named Jesus. Jesus. So oh, Jesus is everybody's name. Yes, it's everybody's name. But what sort of Jesus is that other person's name? This one is Jesus the Christ. Jesus that has oil for salvation. Let me move to the next gear. Jesus didn't come for the physical Jews. Oh. Let me rather balance it. He didn't come for the physical Jews only. In the eyes of Jesus, when he stepped in here, we were all the same. Because he said, it is the spirit that what 
quickeneth the flesh. That means I didn't come. Jesus doesn't do profitless things. You think he will do profitless things? That's John chapter 6, verse 63. He doesn't do profitless things. And he said this flesh has no profit in it. It is the spirit that quickened. The flesh profited nothing. It is the flesh that determines race. It is the flesh that determines the difference of the kind of people on earth. He said, I didn't come for that. So when Jesus came, he came for the spirit and not for the flesh. Praise the Lord. In Mark chapter 3, verse 33 to 35, somebody came to Jesus and said, your mother and your brethren are looking for you. Mother, you understand? When it is Mother's Day, don't you see how we sing our mother? Sweet mother. You know, all those things. We really love our mother. If somebody should love his mother, shouldn't Jesus love his mother more? At least to show us example. What did Jesus say? He answered them saying, who is my mother? Or my brethren? And he looked round about on them that sat about him and said, behold, my mother and my brethren. Did he despise the mother? No. He said, the important thing that I came for, flesh doesn't come in. Biology doesn't come in. Spirituality is what I came for. So if my mother comes to sit down and listen to what I am saying, he is my mother. Praise the Lord. Because I did not come for physical Israel. If I did not come for my mother, did I now come for physical Israel? No. I came for spiritual children. Jesus came to give birth to spiritual children so that he will lead them into spiritual Jewish worship. Did it make sense? He came to give birth to spiritual Jews for spiritual worship. Look at it this way. There was a time Jesus was in the evening, he was going to rest and then they, we heard a knock on the door. Who was that? One big man. Hey, who is that? They said his name is Nicodemus. He said, hey, let him come in. He came in. You understand that? John chapter 3 from verse 1. Nicodemus came in. I'm dramatizing this thing so that you won't feel bored. Or I should be doing this scripture, scripture, scripture. Let me dramatize more. So Nicodemus came in and greeted him. He said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who came from God. For no one can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. And Jesus looked at him and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said, Ah, how can a man be born? When he's already old like me, can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Explain. 
Jesus answered, Verily I say unto you, except a man be born of spirit, water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom. I'm talking about spiritual birth. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. Let's leave it there first. So he, so Nicodemus, ah, so I can't enter into the kingdom because I must be born spiritually. Who will give birth to me spiritually? I'm the one standing here. Praise the Lord. Now look at it again. The woman who came to Jesus and Jesus said, give me water. The woman was looking at a physical man talking to him. So the discussion was going on, discussion was going on. And the woman made it clear that Jews and they, the Samaritan, we don't agree. We, we don't like each other. So you that you are a Jew, you are asking me water. You know, verse 9 of John chapter 4. Then said the woman of the Samaria unto him, How is it that thou being a Jew, accept drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria, for the Jews have no dealings with the Samarians. So, why are you asking me? We, we, we don't agree. And verse 10, Jesus said, If thou knowest the gift of God, and who is it that said to thee, give me drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Wow! That was Pastor Franz, the Apostle of Diversity. For more of Pastor Franz's messages, you can also subscribe to Diversity Broadcasting Network on YouTube. Jesus is God Almighty.